This is Vibes Revealed, episode 19. Today, we're talking about what serves you. Ooh. Yeah. What a conversation. <laughs> yeah. It actually, it did get, I knew I had a lot of strong feelings coming into it, and I wasn't quite sure how it would like manifest, but it got more intense than I was even anticipating. But Really grateful for our lovely guest, Liz, for being along for that ride. She's so sweet, but it was like a, a real for real conversation. It was. And I just want to warn everybody. I was just talking to Taylor about this, but like I sound angry through the whole episode. And like maybe there is part of me that was like just angry at the phrase and angry at the situation but like even before <laughs> just the whole way through when I was listening back to the episode I was like you sound like something's wrong with you which to be fair there is something wrong with me but I'm not angry I just sounded angry in the episode and I just wanted to warn everyone about that and um hopefully I'll sound more peppy in the next one I might even sound angry now I'm not I don't have a full gauge on my attitude or how it's manifesting so <laughs> that's that I just want to give that warning I don't think you sound angry right now we, we might we I think we had a trigger warning we do have a trigger a content warning in the episode we talk a little bit about um substance abuse problems that exist within the service industry yeah thank you for that I definitely would have forgotten to include that so <laughs> I'm glad that you did that part made me cry so I <laughs> I remember oh. it was a particularly salient moment of the conversation for me. But um, yeah, I think it was a very, I mean, when we talk about what serves you, we're talking about when yoga teachers or coaches or whatever say, you know, like let go of what doesn't serve you. Or if it doesn't serve you, it's time to take it out of your life. And Taylor has had an issue with that for a longer time than me. But when she brought it up to me this summer, I was like, oh, that is fucked up. And then we just, we got into the depths of just how fucked up it is in this episode. Yeah. So with all of that said, here it is. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome to Vibes Revealed. A podcast dedicated to pulling back the veil around wellness with your hosts, Taylor McKiska and Jay Tolette. We believe living well is for everyone. And no topic is taboo. Join us on our journey as we redefine what it means to be truly well in a modern world. We're celebrating everyday magic, but always keeping it real. Let's vibe. Yay, welcome back. This is Vibes Revealed, episode 19. Oh my goodness. I know. Today we're talking about what serves you. You know, when we talk about things that don't serve us anymore, or I, I honestly, I don't even know when we talk about what does serve us, but we should do it more. Um, <laughs> and also we have a guest, Liz. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, we will let you introduce yourself, but yeah, take it away. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name's Elizabeth Liz Lizard. Um, I go by many names. Um, I 
this year it's been hard like describing myself or introducing myself I've been in a transitional phase of my career so it's like a little different but I guess I would describe myself as like a pioneer for social development and change um I'm like a creative spirit I'm a practicing witch I and I know that term can be kind of polarizing but I just feel like really connected to it um and I just like seek to kind of like embody change in my own life and kind of like make waves throughout the world and get it out there love that love that what an intro I'm super super excited to talk to you today about our topic and I mentioned we're going to be talking about like what serves you but uh, I know you've worked in the service industry for a really long time and that is a perspective that I really think this topic could use um so before we get too deep into it how's everyone doing I'm oh. <laughs> anything that's good it's such a weird time to like I feel like there's like this weird balance between like, oh, like I'm not doing well, but like also like there's so much going on and it's like, well, I have a roof over my head and I like, you know, I have food and water and I'm well, I'm healthy enough. And it's like, I think like, I don't know. I try to be like really thankful and like mindful of that, especially like in such a weird time. And um, I mean, I'm, you know, lucky enough that my family can like FaceTime me all the time and um, because they're halfway across the nation. But yeah, I mean, I try to think like, I'm good. There's some stuff going on. But, you know, I try to be like trying to balance the scale. It's like my Libra moon coming out. I'm all about like Mm. balance, just justice. Yes. Love that. Well, I guess when you put it that way, I'm good too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I think that, like you said, Liz, a lot of the times when people ask us how we're doing and we just say good and everyone's like, nobody's doing good. But in terms of our basic needs being met, I guess many of us, at least the people that I talk to, are doing pretty good. And my basic needs are being met, but like on a personal level, on an emotional level, I'm doing a little rocky. I ran away from home this week. I'm 30, so everybody's like can just take a moment to laugh at that but I just like under the threat of quarantine number two I lost my mind and I exited the house and hopped in my friend's car which is so irresponsible and just drove up to LA and so I've been away from my house now for oh my god almost a week yeah and that's how I'm doing (laughs) how are you Taylor (laughs) I'm Actually, I'm, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm like, I feel like this week I had just kind of a little, like a zap. It was like I got plugged in and I became charged and I just had all of this energy to like execute tasks, which I usually don't. Like I'm, I ha- I'll have a lot of ideas, but I won't know how to actually like do the idea. And this week I felt really like I just had a plan and I like did it and that felt really good. So I'm, I'm trying to just ride that wave as long as possible. And I, I was really worried with all of the, like, there was so much talk of like, Oh, the eclipse is just going to fuck you up. And like, so I was 
I felt kind of fucked up for like a day and I felt really just like drained. And then as we're like kind of in this eclipse space before the next eclipse, I felt like really super energized and I'm just trying to like make it last. So Mm. that's where I am. That's great. Yeah, it feels good. What's everyone thankful for this week? What are you thankful for, Liz? Or Uh, grateful for? That's the, I feel, are thankful, thankful and grateful are different, right? Kind of. I I feel like. I think so. Yeah. Yeah there's like a little bit of a difference but I couldn't like tell you what what that is right now I'm like grateful for being here being on this podcast it's very excited um for that and um I try to keep things that I'm like grateful for like pretty simple like every day I wake up and like this is something I've done for probably a few years now it's just I'm thankful I'm grateful for like the air in my lungs like um I've had a lot of health issues since I was like 16 17 um and going to like a lot of hospitals doctors a lot of things like that um it kind of just like puts you in a different perspective where you just wake up and you're like I can breathe I'm like here I'm in my body and like just playing like a simple song like drinking a cup of tea just like I'm here I that's what I'm grateful for this week is just like to be here I love being grateful for the air in your lungs because who knows when I mean especially clean air (laughs) who knows when that's available to us you know it's not always available to some people so that is something to be grateful for definitely honestly I'm still thinking about the difference between grateful and thankful I think thankful is when you give thanks to something that some someone offered to you whereas like gratitude is like a state of being where you can just be grateful for the state that you are in yeah. Without having to be grateful towards something else. I don't know though. I'd have to look into this. How, what about yeah. you? What are you grateful for Taylor? I'm really grateful that Joey made me pancakes this morning. Oh. I know. I think that literally every time we've talked about what we're grateful for, I'm like grateful for some type of food, but <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. Cause I woke up really early I woke up and it was still like very dark outside and I was just like, you know, I'm just going to get up. And then I had all the stuff I wanted to do this morning and I was like, okay, I'm going to journal. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do the blah, 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 blah. And Joey just walked in and was like, I think I'm going to make pancakes. And my gut reaction was to like be annoyed. I was like, I have so much shit I need to do this morning. Like I'm not going to be able to meditate if I eat breakfast with him. And then I was like, why am I about to be a bitch about him trying to make me breakfast? (laughs) And so I was just like, okay. And, um, I mean, it's not like, a. am I'm grateful that he actually makes me pancakes a lot. Like we, we eat a lot of pancakes in (laughs) our house. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I was like really grateful this morning that he just wanted to like spend the morning with me and have a little time to like, eat together before we got going on our day that's cute yeah what about you today I wrote down I am grateful that my goals and desires are not traditional because it means that I don't have to follow traditional means to reach them wow I think I mean and this is like I've said I've just been trying to be grateful for the things that I don't really feel grateful for and lately I've been feeling really stressed Oh my God, my eyes are filling up with tears. I've just been feeling really stressed about like not knowing what to do next and not having um, like a, a blueprint set out for me because nobody that I know in my life has done any of the things that I want to do. And I'm like, fuck. So then I keep like trying to follow other people's 
lifestyles to like get to where I'm trying to get. And I'm like, that's not going to get me there clearly because they are on some other shit and have a completely different set of goals. And I was like, well, I guess I have to go it on my own. But the good part about that is I could basically do whatever I want to get to what I need because who knows how to get there? No one knows. I just have to forge a path. I am grateful for that. It feels heavy in the moment, but like once it get done, I'll be like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to go work a corporate job for 20 years to reach Nirvana or maybe 40 years. I don't know how people, I don't know how long people work before they retire. It's, it's out of my mind at this point, but that's what I'm grateful for. Yes. I think that's really beautiful. Should we do our card of the convo? We should. Let's do it. Yay. I know that you also read Tarot Liz. So your input is very valued here. It's welcome and appreciated. Absolutely. Okay. So this is going to be something that can anchor us in this conversation, something we can refer back to. Mm, It's the emperor. I think that's really- Does it serve you? That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. The emperor is honestly a card for me that like, I- Uh, I have a hard time kind of seeing it as anything other than like the way I see it. What is the way you see it? The way I see it is really like uh, not being afraid to take up space. Like when I think of the emperor, I think of like sequoia trees. And I think of something being like so grand and that way that like it doesn't like a tree doesn't ask permission to grow. It just does. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ask, like, am I taking up too much sun? Am I too big? Am I too strong? Am I too deeply rooted? Like, it doesn't do that. It just, like, exists in exactly as, like, what it is. So when I get, when I pull Emperor, I have, like, a really hard time connecting it to other things. Mm. Aside from that sort of, like, permission to grow and take up space. Well, I think it connects to the topic, right? Because, I mean, we're going to get to this when we get in deeper but one of the things around like does this serve you is this expectation that everything in your life is meant to be in service of you and your highest good we can take issue or not (laughs) with that statement but within that it's like the permission to take up space and to I mean, expect that everything in your life will serve you. So I think there is a lot to do with that. And I also have kind of a negative connotation around the emperor. Mm. And I don't know, actually, I might be thinking of the wrong card, but even just, even just early on in the majors, I think about like rigid structure and control. And I don't want to say rules, but kind of like the order of things, you know, like the, and, um, patriarchy (laughs) that's what comes up for me when I think of the emperor but I mean and then it's it's kind of like a lot of times when you pull a card and you think is this me am I representing the emperor and am I the one taking up space or like is this some other force in my life where I feel shut out by rigidity structure rules patriarchy father figures whatever it may be but it's an interesting take for the conversation. I still think it's relevant. I don't know what to anchor in <laughs> when I'm thinking about the the emperor as an anchor for this conversation, but maybe Liz will know. Yeah. What do you think? 
I think of the emperor, I mean, um, it's funny because when this was written or when I like, I kind of like wrote down like some notes for myself um, over like, you know, the topic of like what serves you. Like I kind of like journaled about what serves me. Um, and I wrote down the empress as like the card of like what I was talking about. Um, and when I think the emperor, I think of like, I think of control, I think of rigidity, but I also think of kind of like taking action um, in like a way that is just kind of like straight to the point, um, no nonsense, just kind of like that taking action. That's kind of like a, the message that I get through that card. It's just like, and I think that kind of relates back to like what serves you because there's a lot that doesn't serve us, especially in this like sphere that we live in of like, kind of capitalism and you know patriarchy as you mentioned and so there's like for me it's like that action of like cutting that off cutting ties with the things that don't serve us mm. yeah that's good that is good I, like I also that. I'm like hearing this thing of like permission to root I always, I think of emperor as like, as, cause that's where we get that idea. I think of like structure is that in the emperor, you're as like deeply dug into the ground, which does provide structure that does give you some sort of like, you know, you, you're, you feel like you're on solid ground when you're deeply rooted. And I feel mm. like in, in that sort of idea of service, when we are receiving or offering service, I think that there's something to, to, to sort of like think about there if, if it's coming from like a rooted place mm. or if it's coming from a place that has any sort of foundation or if, if it feels like it's just being sort of like pulled out of the air, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll keep It'll this come emperor. Up a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep this out. See what comes up. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk let's about what serves you. So our first question and I'm going to have you answer first, Liz, is how do you define what serves you? When I think of like the phrase, what serves you, I like immediately think of um, like for your highest and greatest good, like what brings you or what is getting you to where you want to be um, with your goals and just with your intentions. But like, I think there's a there's a weird line between like what serves you like in this like like I said kind of this this sphere that we live in that is like what we need to like live and then like what serves you on like an actual spiritual level so like working like a corporate job to like pay your rent could like serve you in like meeting your basic needs but like that doesn't necessarily serve you on a spiritual level so it's, I think there's like a defining between like, you know, those two different sets of needs and what comes, what is more important. Yeah. I like what about that. You, Taylor? I wrote, I really think about what I don't, I don't love the, the phrase, like talking about what serves you. Um, I really like to think of it more in terms of support and asking like what supports me and yeah, I, I definitely prefer support to service because like thinking about it as like what supports me feels more like um, like it's on an, an even playing field. Like I'm not expecting some external thing to do the heavy lifting. Like it's it's a support to me and it's not um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not like we need absolutely like need each other to get through life. It's just something that like aids in the already fullness of who I am, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of said the same thing as Liz. I think of like whatever I mean, but I, I wrote support too. I said, whatever helps or supports you to move towards your highest and greatest good. Mm. But I mean, I'm going to leave it at that. I have some issues with it too. And I mean, we'll get to that, but I am of the mind that everything in my life is in service of me in some way. So <laughs> that's why I'm getting tripped. We can get to it. I just think everything is in service of my highest and greatest good, but I don't love everything. You know, I'm not saying that everything's great and dandy and rainbows, but I, I'm wondering where we got to the point where we were like, oh, some things are serving you and some things are, because it's like Liz said, so they're going to serve different things. So I think it is a, a murky, complicated topic and it will be fun to discuss more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that's kind of like when we're in a, a, especially like group scenario where I think we don't really get to like, the question is posed a lot. Like this is the moment to let go of what doesn't serve you. Like, I think we hear that, especially in these, in group settings, but we don't get the chance to actually talk about like what came up for you when someone said Mm -hmm. that, you know? Um, and things do totally serve us in different ways or support us in different ways. Or like, I, th- I think you're right, Jay. I think that there's part of it that like everything adds up to kind of like be the total of your life. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to kind of put it all in buckets of like, here's the thing I want to let go of that's not serving me, but it's definitely interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you, this is kind of different than like what serves you, but on the topic of service, because I, I think it's so interesting that like serves you is the, the phrase that became what we hear and say so often, because I think of service and, uh, like offering service or receiving service in just like a totally different way than I think about what serves me, you know? Mm. Um, so what do you associate with offering or receiving service? Um, I mean, for me, service is like, the act of giving. Um, I went to Catholic school for basically my entire life and service hours were always required um, to like for each term. So I grew up like volunteering a lot with people. And then I started working in restaurants when I was like 16. So I've been serving people, serving people for like eight years. Um, And so for me, service is always like almost like an energetic exchange where I'm like, giving like almost like a part of myself to someone to benefit them and their highest and greatest good in some manner like whether that's you know working you know with the elderly or with children or waiting on a table you I'm like giving part of my energy to someone to hopefully improve their existence that was very well said and just really nice what about you, Jay? Well, it's funny because we had this conversation a long time. This is one of the first topics that we even wanted to talk about on this podcast. And I remember you being like, does this serve you? Like, why should something have to serve me? That doesn't sound right. And then I started, it was the first time that I'd really thought about the phrase and been like, oh, you're right. 
Because service, it almost feels like it's like looped in with expectation and um, also like this kind of idea that something is serving me something because I don't want to do it myself, you know? So I like, if you go to a restaurant, it's because you don't want to cook food at home. You know, you get served by a waiter because you don't want to have to go in the back and, you know, tell the chef what you want. And, you know, like there's there's something in there that's like, I don't want to do something. So I'm asking for the service of someone else to do that for me. But then I thought about like the actual word service. And so many things came up to make me think, oh, it's not just that. Like there's like service as duty, like you you serve in the military and you serve a prison sentence. There's, but there's like, you know, service in sport where like in tennis, if you're the one serving, like you're the one who has the advantage or like when you're serving divorce papers, you're the one who's fucking someone else over, you know? And I'm like, okay, so us serving other people, I mean, it's not always necessarily a good thing and it's not always necessarily a, benefit to the other person sometimes i'm in the at this the place of advantage so i then started to just be like what the fuck like how do how do we get to this place where like in service of ourselves was something that was seen as like the highest and best option for us you know and I mean, so i mean a lot of things came up for me a lot of like negative things and a lot of things were not so much negative but like maybe I am being challenged by what serves me. Maybe what serves me isn't giving me the easiest path or supporting me in a way that feels really buoyant and light for me. You know, like there's a lot of service that is heavy, like military, like serving a sentence. There's a lot of service that it doesn't feel good. So I don't know, so many things came up for me that I couldn't even really boil it down to like, oh, this is what comes up. It was a whole word ladder exploration like falling into a rabbit hole yeah I like that I like when that happens with (laughs) words yeah because it does it's like that's with with words I'm always like how did this become the word because it is like service has so many more meanings and like connotations and things you could associate with it But I also wrote, I wrote down basically a whole list of like career things. When I, when I thought about service, I thought about like, I put restaurants, coffee shops, plumbers, electricians, hairdressers, nail technicians, healers, readers. Um, I also wrote down that when I thought about service, I thought about the ways that like people need each other. Kind of like what you were saying, Jay, when it's like, it's that that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to do this, but also like being willing to recognize when someone else really can do a job or I can provide a service that you yourself cannot do. Like if my sink broke, I would need the service of a plumber or someone who really knew how to fix it. And I thought that like, it kind of went back to that support thing for me. And I guess that is kind of emperor, like thinking about the ways that things create a system that like builds on each other, that it's not just that I don't want to do it myself. It's that like, you can do it better. And I would love to like honor that you can do it better than me and like pay for your time and express gratitude that like you were able to fix this thing that I couldn't do by myself. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
I mean, that feels a lot better than the quick little bit of research that I just did because, okay, you were talking about like, how do we find these words? And I was like, let me quickly look up the etymology of service. And now I see the whole reason why this shit rubs me completely the wrong way. It's from the Latin root servus for slave. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And servitium in Latin is slavery. So <laughs> now I get why you serve a sentence. <laughs> like, wow, that really, I think. I'm going to have to bounce back from that to be able to finish this conversation with grace. But I knew there was something in that was, that was just, it had that vibe of like, serve me, you know, yeah. like I, I even think of like, like the gods, like having grapes dropped into their mouth, like totally. in Roman culture, you know, or whatever, not gods, kings, whatever they were, emperors, whatever they were. I don't even know Roman emperors. Yeah. But it just like gave me that weird vibe of like, why should anything or one be expected to serve me? And it came up a couple of our topic a couple of episodes ago where I was like, when service is in place, is there no reciprocity? And is that why I feel there's something makes me feel really gross about it. And now that I have the etymology, it's even worse. But like, I'm going to try and bounce back from that because I know that. <laughs> as a term, I would like to, you know, do, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Stop. I have to stop talking. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, how I, I like identify or identified as a server and that like root word is kind of like servant. And so it, I don't know, it, it's, it's odd when that's like how you're identifying your career and you're like, oh yeah, basically like I'm a servant. But I mean, it feels like that at times. And um, I mean, we can get into that more. I think one of the questions was like about the service industry as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it can be a little demeaning. So I think yeah. like my initial answer is like what I like want the word service yeah. to be and like what I, my like holistic envision of it. But uh, when it, the, the root of it is like, okay, like servant, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah being yeah constantly like talked down to right yeah yeah I also think I'm so glad you looked that up Jay because that wasn't something I thought to do and I think that honestly it's one of those moments where like and it made me feel like god that's so fucked up that we've just been using that phrase and it's all it's one of those things that like wellness is sometimes like to me that's like racist like yeah it's, it's honestly racist that we keep using a phrase, especially when we're talking about things that, that we want to like dispose of or cut out of our lives or like that we expect to serve us. And that's rooted in slavery. And it's like, maybe this is a phrase we shouldn't use anymore. Right. Maybe we I'm should in. find a new one, you know, like, I think that it is that really gets to the root of some of the things things that are just like fucked up about the whole wellness yeah. industry. It's like, there's definitely a better way we could talk about this concept. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that we do. And I'm, I'm so glad we're doing this episode. And like, I hope we all get to come away with just a, a, a better phrase or like a better way to talk about, uh, yeah, what, what works for us and what doesn't in terms of like the things we want to keep in our lives. But yeah, I feel like s service is something that like I'm happy to part with, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amen. 
yeah. as soon as I read that, I was like, it, it really, it put down on paper, the exact feelings that I'd been having that were like hard to work around. And I was like, why does this like hit the bottom of my stomach, like really hard. And then I was, and then I read that and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'll recover from it, but I do. I, I, Thank you for saying that, Taylor. And I think like, yeah, I'm happy to cut it out. I never liked using the term anyway. I thought it sounded weird. And I I mean, like we can talk about this when we bring up what trips us up because I have a couple of things where I'm like, I have a hard time setting into this and I thought it was a me problem, but I'm. this is kind of validated that it's like, a cultural problem and not just me so that that kind of gives me a little bit of, it makes me feel a little better to be honest yeah well let's go into it because that's our next question what trips you up about the idea of what serves you there's so much to like unpack with it because like like I said initially my initial thought of like service is like your highest and greatest good but when you're like oh like I only want to attract what serves my highest and greatest good. There is sort of that like um, idea of, well, doesn't everything serve me? Um, and I, I am a big proponent of like, oh, like kind of sort of that, like everything happens for a reason, like always looking for like the message in something that isn't necessarily enjoyable. Um, so I think there is that like, everything in this life um as long as I'm like you know intending to be my best self really serves me as long as I'm not like going off on some crazy you know path of just oh gender <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think <laughs> when you're just trying to be a good person like I you know like the other day like my bathtub backed up with like laundry like like water from like my laundry machine and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. And I'm like freaking out. And I'm like having this like meltdown of a day. And I'm like, this is awful. Like this ruined my whole, I can't meditate. I can't, you know, do all these things I want to do. And then I'm like, I like sit down and I calm down. And I'm like, okay, no, but like, this is teaching me like patience. This is teaching me like to be flexible, to not get stuck in this idea, this perception of like, this is how my day is going to go and it has to be perfect or else it's ruined just to kind of like, you know, roll with the punches. And I think that's something that this year as a whole is kind of like, you know, sort of teaching us just to go along with, um, you know, what needs to happen and just letting everything that happens affect you in a positive way instead of getting all like mopey and sad about it. Not to say that like our feelings aren't valid Our feelings are definitely valid, but, um, yeah, just kind of like trying to take everything um, in the best light. Yeah. 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 What about you, Taylor? What trips you up? Ooh, well, this has been one for me for, like we said, like this was one of the first ideas that we talked about when we talked about doing this podcast because I this phrase has always just been like nails on a chalkboard to me. Like when people would say it in a yoga class, I would feel like irate. I don't, mm -hmm. I like couldn't describe it, but I would just feel like, uh, one, I I get kind of annoyed at the idea that we're supposed to like constantly um, like cut things out or like that we're, I don't like when people tell me to like let go and like let it go. Like, I don't like that. Um, and that always kind of went hand in hand with the idea of like, let go of what doesn't serve you. Um, yeah. But I had, I had a particular moment last year where I was, I mean, this is not chill of me. I was eavesdropping on a conversation, um, but it was happening in my apartment. So 
I was eavesdropping on a conversation and one person said to the other, I just don't think he's serving you anymore. Talking about someone who was like their friend. Um, and it pissed me off so much. I couldn't, I felt like I went red. Like I was mm. furious at this idea that like this person should serve you. And that if they're not serving you, they're disposable. <sighs> it made me so upset. And I thought like, I'm never going to use this phrase again. Cause it pissed me off so much. Um, but I think that it is, it's what really trips me up about it is that idea of like, and it goes back to the way we treat people in who are in positions of service, like waiters, like baristas, like plumbers, like we treat them as if they're disposable a lot of the time. Or I know like when I was a barista, I would, it, it would just be like, there's a whole human being on the other side of this interaction that like has a life that is as rich and varied and complicated as you, no matter what side of that interaction you're on. Um, and there's something about that. I, like you were saying, Jay, that sort of expectation that things should serve you just didn't feel good to me. That was really where my whole uh, experience around this phrase came to a head. And I was just like, fuck that. I'm not, I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, after this conversation, I certainly don't want it. But yeah, there are so many things that have, since we had this conversation, I never thought about it before. It was one of those, it was such a throwaway term for me that I was just like, yeah, okay, this doesn't serve me. But then since you brought it up, I've been thinking about it now. I mean, I guess it's been six months. I've, I've literally been thinking about this term and ruminating on it. And it came to a point where I thought it was something in me and some. Me, me, I'm not going to say something in me. It's just me, me, part of me really does not like being served at all. I don't even really go to restaurants and I, I, I'm uncomfortable to hold the expectation that somebody else should be doing me, doing something for me to the point where I never ask for help. I never ask for assistance in anything. And I flounder because of it. There are so many points in my life when I should have asked for help or for someone to serve me in a way that would make my life easier. And I refuse to do it. And the, the, the idea that I could walk into a situation and expect something to serve me is almost unbearable for me. So like that is really the first part of what really trips me up over it. But then, like I was saying at the top of the episode and like what I think Liz was really getting at, there's this quote, it's very popular in the coaching world, or I mean, I, I think also in, in the holistic spirituality space for people to say, nobody's your friend, nobody's your enemy, everybody's your teacher. Hmm. And I think when we get to this point of saying, this doesn't serve me anymore, it's me saying, hey, I'm expecting you to be my friend and you're not. So I'm going to throw you away. There's a lot of things where I think it's not serving me in my life, but it's serving something. When I'm in a difficult relationship with a guy that I don't want to be in, the option is not to throw him away and say, well, that wasn't serving me. The option is to look at why I'm so uncomfortable in the relationship and allow him to show me, teach me something about myself, something that I need through his action that grates on me. And it's not that he's not serving me. He's serving me in a huge way by showing me what I don't want, you know? And I think like what you were saying, like 
with a lot of breakups, with a lot of friend breakups, which, you know, I went through a lot of friend breakups in 2018 and they really fucked me up. And to think that I could just be like, oh, that relationship wasn't serving any, me anymore, throw it away. It's just such a horrible thought. And so I totally agree with you, Taylor. I just don't like the, the notion that these things in our life are disposable because we, they don't make us feel good anymore. If we were going to really get clear on how things serve us and we're like, well, this is serving me in a way that's teaching me how to move through adversity. then yeah, that doesn't feel good, but at least I'm honoring that it's serving me in some way. But if you're just, I mean, if you're going to get really unspecific and just start telling people to let go of like, basically you're saying, let go of what doesn't feel good. You know, what doesn't make you happy and not everything in our life is meant to make us happy and feel good. And if we only invited things into our life that did that, then we wouldn't have rich, meaningful lives. We would have very flat, lame lives. So that's kind of, I mean, those are some of the things. Yeah. And I do, I feel like we're very rarely invited. I mean, we are, it, we are a little bit when we talk about gratitude, like when, when, someone poses the question of like, what are you grateful for? But I don't think we're asked very often to reflect on what supports you or to um, cultivate more of what supports you or things that do feel really good because it's, there's nothing wrong with things feeling good or wanting more things that feel good to kind of, you know, I feel like it, it sort of makes like little comfy pillows around the things that don't feel good. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that like, instead of always asking people to let go of what doesn't serve them, it might be helpful to ask people to like reflect on and cultivate more of more. what, what really supports them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So hopefully we can do some more of that. Maybe we will do that as our last question after this okay. one, this one though, what do you wish people knew about uh, working in the service industry or like, what do you wish people would, or if there was just anything you could tell people that would be nice for them to keep in mind when, when they're in a, an environment where they're receiving some type of service from someone? Yeah. I mean, you brought it up earlier a little bit. Um, there's like this massive dehumanization of people who work in service. And I, like, like I said, I've been doing this for eight years. It's, um, it can be really disheartening and really draining to work in that environment, um, especially in a restaurant. It's like very, very hands-on. Like I would have five tables of different people doing all of their orders, all of, you know, making them special like tartar sauce or spicy horseradish in the back and then running back. And there's so many like, tasks that you have to do all at one time and if you so much as like forget to bring someone a straw they're like screaming at you or you know there's it's like there's this expectation of me to be like it's yeah we're disposable we're like not human like the manager comes over and they're nice and happy and kind but when I'm there in my uniform I'm looked down upon and I I work in fine dining and have for the last four years. So it's not even just like a, um, these are like, I mean, I, like I've waited on celebrities who have been mm. awful to me and other people. And 
I haven't been working through this quarantine pandemic situation, but because um, my restaurant actually like completely closed, um, but some of my coworkers had found new jobs and the fact that people would like not wear their mask around servers. Um, I think one specific story was uh, someone came into a restaurant and was like, oh, do I have to wear my mask to go to the bathroom? No one's in here. And the server was like, well, I'm in here. And yeah. it's like, people just forget that there is a human on the other side of that. Even when you're like looking directly in my face, um, like, yeah, it's, I think that's the biggest thing is just remembering that people are human. And like, when we go back to the root of that word, like, like slave servant, I think, um, I mean, that's, that's really how people are treated. Like, especially in like, I mean, I know that like in the service industry, like, like where I work in restaurant, it's bad, but I think people like baristas have it even worse where they're not even making like many tips. They're just making minimum wage and people are like screaming at them about like not having enough pumps of vanilla syrup in their Starbucks order. Mm. And it's like, these are the most minuscule things that you could be upset over, but then you're like taking all your anger and frustration out on a living human being and but as someone who works with energy and is very like um, empathic, it's it can like follow you home and be like very, very hard. Um, drug and alcohol issues are like trigger warning, but they're like a big issue for people who work in restaurants um, because a lot of people don't know how to cope with that. Like years of being treated like you're some mm. kind of servant and yeah, I've seen firsthand it just like ruin people and friendships and it's really sad. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just remember that we're human. Wow. I just, <laughs> I just like crying right now, <laughs> but I actually am crying. I think it's so fucked up, but I think that there is just a lot of work for us to think about the relationship that we have with these people when we go into these establishments, because it's like, I cannot make a fucking mocha frappa latte chino. I just can't. So like we have to honor the, um, I mean, the expertise or the ability of whoever's on the other side of that to give us something that we really feel like we need. There's very few things that I feel like I need, you know, like I don't really go, I don't get coffee out of it. I don't, I make everything for myself because I just don't even ever want to be in one of those situations. But I think walking into them with a lot more gratitude and a lot less expectation is so important because it's like, I may be here to serve you, but this establishment is here because you need something from me. You need something that I can only I can provide. So like really we all need to keep ourselves in check about that relationship because at the end of the day there are no like expert, you know, restaurant patrons. <laughs> you know, like there are expert servers, there are expert chefs who work in nice restaurants, fine dining establishments and they've honed their craft and they are good at what they do and they're working there only because of the fact that they have worked so hard to get there. I don't get better at going to restaurants every time I go to a restaurant. So clearly there's like we need to really keep ourselves in check about like who who's who has the upper hand here. There are so many industries and situations. I think that like absolutely require just like thought and kindness 
like when you're, when you are the person entering that space and someone else is receiving you in that space, like that person just simply for being there deserves your thought and kindness towards them, you know? Yeah. So I really love the, the support, like what supports us, because I think it also gives you that option or the ability to look at the things that are supporting you that aren't so pleasant also. Mm. Because there's a lot of things that you don't love that are supporting you and Mm -hmm. um, bring you to where you like need to be. Mm -hmm. I think actually for our last question, what is something that's really supporting you right now? And, or is there any type of support that you'd like to cultivate? Um, Just something that's supporting me right now. Uh, I feel like it's such, um, it's like, my go-to answer I feel like for like everything but I feel like magic or like this like idea of magic like really supports me just because every day like I wake up and it's something that I like am excited to do but it's also something that like teaches me lessons like when I sit down and I like pull tarot cards or I'm like you know journaling or doing something of that nature I like I may be getting messages that like I don't love but it's insightful and it helps me kind of like go within and like examine well what what do I want out of life and then it's like it's just this thing that's like constantly evolving constantly growing and it supports me by making me face myself yeah Mm. I like that how about you Taylor there is a ton of stuff that supports me like I mentioned like having a place to live. And for me, that includes like living without roommates or living without my family, like having a a way to live on my own is super supportive to me. A type of support I would really like to cultivate is community. And I, I mean community in a way of like actually having a group of people that I could like call or text or engage with in a way that feels much more meaningful than the way I have been engaging in the groups that I've been in. I think I've kind of felt adrift um, in terms of like friendship, but I would, I would love to cultivate the support of like a big group of like-minded and and not even like-minded, but just a big group of people who also are looking for friendship and support. And um, I think that that's, this year has really shown me like as much as I love to be alone and choose to be alone really, really often, the, the thought or feeling of being in a room full of people who all came there for the same reason, I just like, it sounds amazing to me. So that is a type of support I would like to cultivate. Yeah. I like that. Tay. Okay. I don't know. Actually, I don't know the answer to this question. What, I mean, there's so many things in my life that support me. Um, I think right now I'm really, I would like to cultivate more belief in myself that I can support myself. (laughs) And I know, I mean, it's tricky because I said in the beginning that I never ask for help and I try to do everything my own, but I'm at the point in my life where like, I really can't do, I feel like I, I feel powerless, like in my life completely. And I know that's not true. Like I should know at least that like I've been through similar points like this in my life where I've felt kind of despondent and at the end of my rope and I've always been able to pick myself up and like get through it. 
And I don't feel like that right now. I don't feel like I can like pick myself up. (laughs) I'm just like revamping my resume, like trying to like get back in the game, but I just don't feel like I can. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, I guess I need, I I would like to remind myself that I can be a self-sufficient person. Is that support that I can call in? (laughs) I don't know. I believe in myself is what I need. I don't need a lot of external things you know I'm like okay why do I feel like things are going wrong when I don't feel like I need anything at all and I'm like oh because the last thing that you need is to believe in yourself (laughs) and to like be there for yourself because clearly everything else is in place to support me and put me where I need to be and I'm like so why am I still not there oh because I just don't believe that I can be and so I don't know how to cultivate that I think I mean, having these discussions is one and I guess asking for support where I feel like it could change some tides is another. So maybe just, you know, getting comfortable, like asking for help. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I really understand what you're saying, though, because like that's how I felt a lot this year, just like not believing in myself, like feeling like all of the the cards are on the table, but I don't have that within me to pursue what I like want to or not even knowing what I want to pursue um so yeah I mean it's like I don't know if it's any support like I mean someone being there who's like I understand what you're saying and like you know I also am calling that in and hoping to have that support but like also like hopefully like acknowledgement that that's not like a singular feeling can like help support you too thank you Liz it does it does That was a lot of really good stuff that I was honestly not expecting to get into in this topic. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Liz, for being along for that. I I was expecting to just have like a ha-ha, like light, funny combo. And I don't know why I thought that because like I do not feel that way about this topic. Like (laughs) it pisses me off. So Um, but I'm glad we had some real talk about it. And I think... I think there was some good stuff there, but are you ready for full disclosure? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Yay! So our first full disclosure question is, how much money do you make? Um, so up until this year, when I working fine dining um, in LA, I was making like 50000 a year, working like 22 hours a week. Um, nice. And I was a full-time student. But I do plan on going back to serving um, as soon as like things are safe. Um, I do really enjoy it. Like I, I, I said at the beginning, I think service like of this energetic exchange, like I do really like enjoy when people are treating me with respect, like the act of like being with people and socializing and giving them something and like, you know, knowing that I could like make their day with like, I don't know, putting like a birthday candle in there, like cheesecake mm-hmm. or something. That's so silly. But like, I love that. Um, and I just love connecting. But um, I also am like, you know, kind of have some like new endeavors, like creative endeavors with like music and possibly like some other like witchy, possibly like YouTube videos or something. I don't know. Kind of like figuring everything out as I go but like hopefully with um kind of like my readings and music and there can be like some more income to be made from that in the future yay yes okay 
This question's interesting for someone who works as a server, but do you you do you do tarot readings right now? Um, so I I've started this thing essentially. It's like I'm not really doing them like super publicly, but like some of my friends or my mom's friends will like pay for them. It's like an angelic divination reading. Ooh. I feel like tarot for me is like super personal, super deep. And I get kind of like, I don't know, reading for other people is kind of hard for me. Um, Because I'm so empathic. There is like, I'm taking on so much energy, I feel like. And I feel like working with angels, it's like a little bit lighter and a little bit easier for me. So I've been working with a couple different Oracle decks and I kind of like sit down with someone and I go through like what angels are kind of like around them at the moment or like supporting them um and what angels they maybe need to like call in to like help them with what they're working towards um we also pull a couple cards to kind of like get an idea of the energy that they should be kind of like implementing into their life I, i really love this oracle deck um rebecca's Rebecca Campbell it's like a find your light oracle deck I think it's really beautiful and it'll have things like play or boundaries and things like that which I think are really easy things especially if someone's not super into tarot it's very easy for them to like oh okay like I I I grasp that like concept yeah Uh, and then um it's kind of like a full thing but then I like so like from that and the energy and that I'm like getting and everything I'll kind of like recommend some like crystals based on like their vibrations because I think Fun. I'm a big believer that like crystals are like it's it's not like a one size fits all like definitely different stones different vibrations anyway so for like something like that um for like an hour it's about like I charge like 45 dollars but I have an issue with like setting a price for myself also like I feel bad taking money and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with like the whole like capitalistic society, not feeling like I don't, I don't like that we live in this world of excess and greed and et cetera. But um, so for me, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, pay me to do this because I feel like it's something that I, I have this idea in my head that like someone who's truly gifted and powerful doesn't need money. And um, I think I have to get past that because obviously like I have, bills to pay and I have to continue to exist in this world yeah I feel you I didn't even ask the question so yes you're a witch the question was <laughs> what are your prices and how did you arrive at them you answered it beautifully and I didn't even ask but just to tell you you're fully not alone in that in that feeling and it is hard and I can't even tell you what needs to be done to get over that but we'll swim through those waters together yes Okay, our next question is, what are your spending habits and what's your biggest expense? Big, biggest expense is definitely um, my rent in Los Angeles. Um, that, that's hard. Um, after that though, like groceries, um, I, I have like some health issues. Everything I eat has to be like certified gluten-free and it's like, why is everything that's gluten-free so much more expensive? Right. <laughs> okay, but like it's my health, so it's fine. Um, I think my spending habits in general, though, um, I like, I like to budget. I love planning. I love spreadsheets. I'm like, let me, let me type it all out. Um, I want to know where my money's going, but at the same time, um, I don't know, like I, I save a lot, but like live your life, like 
we're alive in this world and as much as I hate capitalism like if you want to like buy a crystal or you like love a dress or something like just do it as long as it's not like gonna break your budget and you're not living outside of your means like just have like get the dress you know like enjoy life love that okay so the final question is what is your favorite thing that you've spent money on recently there's a couple things um I got this journal from this like California, like local business. Um, it's called Wild House Paper. And it's um, just like a blank journal on the inside, but the outside is like, they have three different ones. Um, they're dedicated to different um, zodiac signs. And I got the realist because I'm a Scorpio. Um, and I just thought it was so cute. And I, I love journaling, so I know I'll use it. And then also um, skincare, I just got the Summer Fridays AHA toner. And like, if you struggle with pores or dark spots, like, it is amazing. It is genuinely like transformed my skin. So those are my two favorite purchases. I love that. Yeah, me too. That was great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Yeah, thanks for being honest with us. That was beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, I love hearing what people's favorite thing they've spent money on is. I know it's so varied. It is. It's always, it's like always so different from person to person. And I do think there's, even though yeah, yeah, capitalism sucks. Like I, I am just happy for people when they like had, when they bought something that they really enjoyed, even like whether it was like a physical thing or an experience or whatever, like I'm, I always feel glad for people when they're like, yeah, that it felt good to have or do this thing. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I think capitalism is like the exchange of goods and not the good itself. So mm. I kind of like try to separate it in that manner of like, and then I also, I always try to shop like small when I can. So then I don't feel as bad if I know that like the money I'm spending is going directly to someone else who's just like me who's like making candles or making bracelets or whatever in their home and I'm like well then I'm like it's not it doesn't even make me feel as guilty because it's like you know right yeah I love that that. I agree yes well that brings us to my favorite part of the show (laughs) you made it we did it's what's the vibe oh I love what's the vibe. Hold on. I, yeah. Okay. I have my vibe. Do you have your vibe? Do you have a vibe, Liz? Yeah, I do have a vibe. Okay. What's your vibe? Okay. So my vibe, I think kind of like all week, but, um, it's the song cowgirl in the sand, but the live version and it's by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, which is very like early seventies, like rock and kind of folk ish. And I just like have this like nostalgia for the seventies. And I swear, I like, I had to have been like alive, like rocking out like in a past (laughs) life. But it's just like, I like the songs that I listen to specifically this song, like it makes me cry. It makes me laugh. Like overall, like it just is like this feeling of like calm. And it gives me this idea of like, what I aspire to, which is being like this retro cowgirl in Malibu, just like on the beach, like wrangling horses and like, that's like my like dream. So it's like, like, I don't know, 
that's it's a really good like chill calm song that's like embodies everything I want to be mm, I love that same I am definitely about to go listen to that <laughs> I love a song that makes you feel all the things yeah yeah especially like the way you want to feel yeah oh that's, that's such a good feeling okay what's your vibe Jay my vibe is so I mean I'm an influencer now I told everyone on my Instagram, people might not have caught this because I never go on Instagram, but people, these people from this company called Skinesiology, which is a skincare company, reached out to me and they were like, hey, we want to send you some products. And I was like, "Uh, have you seen my Instagram? I literally have a thousand followers. Like, why why do you want to send me products? But I was like, you know sure I, no I actually said to them I was like I don't know like I'm I'm not a skincare person like I I literally don't even wash my face I just splash it with water when I wake up in the morning so like I don't know if I'm gonna be the one and because I just want to be honest you know and they were like no no we think you'll like them we're all about like mindfulness and wellness and whatever so it was, it was vegan it was cruelty free I was like all right send me some shit and um they sent me this face wash (laughs) it's like a gentle skin cleanser so it's one of those like like light creams that like barely foam when you wash your face but I've been using it now for like three weeks and my skin is so fucking soft and I love the brand because all of their skincare has like mindful routines on the back so they like tell you how to be mindful around like the process of washing your face and then they put a mantra on the back of the face wash and they're like say this to yourself as you're washing your face and like they also sent me like this mist and they have a mindful routine on that and they're like here's the mantra you say with the mist and I'm like hmm I wonder what it would be like to have a bunch of products from this company and just like be really mindful about my entire skincare process I feel like if you did that just like one night of the week you'd feel like so good about yourself because it's so I mean it's just such a a nice way to think about like washing your face which I mean kudos to them because they got me to get into a face wash and like I haven't been a loyal face wash user since ever in my life but I feel like even after I finish this I'll order from them again because I really like it oh that's so sweet I love that I love it. (laughs) Okay, what's your vibe, Taylor? Okay, my vibe is journaling. So I'm actually so glad, Liz, that you mentioned like a uh, small business that's a that sells journals. I was looking for a journal that, like, I don't know. I just I was like about done with my old one, and I knew it only had a couple pages left, and then I just kind of like freaked out and went to Target because I was like, I have to write. Um, but I haven't, my journal practice was, has not been great the majority of this year. Um, it was actually amazing right at the beginning of the year. And I did this like 30 day writing challenge that I loved. We did it with Kathy, Joey's mom, friend of the pod. I talked about her last week too. Um, (laughs) So we did this journal challenge together at the start of the year where each question had a different day. And then me and Joey and Kathy would all zoom and we would read our journals out loud to each other. And it was like, it was the most amazing thing. And after we finished it, we didn't, we, you know, we all kind of just like didn't write for a while. Um, And I got to the end of my journal I was using. And then like, like a week ago, I got a new one and I actually got, I got a journal for daily writing 
I got a journal for my dreams. I got a journal for this podcast. And then I got a journal for my Reiki apprenticeship. So I have now these like four very specific intentional space for, you know, journaling. Um, And I've been writing every day and I feel so much better when I write, even though like I'm not a great writer. I'm I'm like, yes, you are Taylor. I'm not even going to let you say that on on film <laughs> take that back <laughs> but I do I love writing so I'm it feels so good to be doing it again like I just wake up and write every morning and then I write usually again later in the day and then sometimes again before bed I've just been like a journal fiend so I'm definitely going to save wild house you said yeah it's wild house paper and I actually have another one for you if you want it's called the rainbow vision what is it I have it sitting right here. It's a rainbow. Yeah, it's called the rainbow vision. Like how cute oh is that? Oh my God, it's so cute. Um, they actually, I found out about this brand rainbow vision at Open Eye Crystals in LA. Yes. Um, yeah, Wild House Paper is the other one. Um, and I think they sell those at Open Eye too. I'm just like a big Open Eye Crystal stan. Yeah, I shout out it. Open Eye. That's a great crystal shop in LA if you're, if you're in the area. Um, yeah, so that's my vibe. I've been obsessed with journaling and I definitely plan on just doing it until I can't write anymore. So it's felt so nice and it has honestly like completely restructured my life to be writing as much as I have been writing. So I'm so excited to start reading your writing again. Like, thank you. I'm honestly so excited. I think everybody also like, I just want to say that Taylor's been doing the Saturn return diaries a little bit ago when Saturn had moved into Aquarius for a second and then it popped back to meet me in Capricorn to fuck up my life again for a second time. And I just want to announce everybody should know on December 17th, Saturn moves into Aquarius again. It is out of my business. It is out of my life. We're going to have a digital party to celebrate the end of my Saturn return, which has been the most tumultuous period of my life to date but everybody get excited for the Saturn return diaries they're coming back I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna put pressure on you for a date but like sometime around December 17th so like woo! yeah are they, are they coming back oh, you yeah, better they are. Bring them back. okay good they're <laughs> actually they're gonna come back that Saturday Saturday yes. is Saturn's day so <sighs> I will be uh I'll be re-releasing Saturn return diaries every Saturday that Saturn is an Aquarius so oh this is I mean, yes, we're going to have at least three years of just lovely content from Taylor. And I've never liked a blog series so much. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I guess, honestly, while I'm plugging my own writing, I, by the time this comes out, I'm now doing blog posts on my vibes. So if you go on, yeah, if you go on my website right now, you will see the blog post about my last week vibe, which made me cry my eyes out. Joni Mitchell blue that album that, um, has also just, I feel like honestly, this, these past couple weeks, I've had so many things that I would cite as life-changing. Like I listened to that album. I started journaling like a fiend. And then I was like, my life is changed. I am changed. So I love that post. If you go to the vibes revealed tab on my website, click down, there's a a drop down called Taylor's Vibes and you can read the blog post there. 
I love that so, so much, Taylor. That's amazing. Thanks so much. Okay. And that's our show. <laughs> we, did we did it. We got through this. I mean, okay. Final note here. Let's all stop saying this serves me or this doesn't serve me. Let's just stop. I think that we just need to come to a collective consensus that we need to find another word. Support is the new word. Support is the new serve. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it in your meditation groups, in your yoga classes and whatever wellness circles you occupy. Yes. Let's, uh, let's let them, let's let everybody know the etymology of the word service and see if maybe we can, uh, yeah. I mean, not, let's not even see if we can, let's just do it differently. Let's, let's, do it. let's use a different <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah. I think when we like really understand the, like the root of it and are educated, I think education is just like so powerful. And once people are educated, I think they'll stop or they'll, you know, at least try to stray away from that word. Um, and the more of us that, you know, stop using it, the better chance we'll have of actually like eradicating it from our wellness vocabulary. Yes. yes. I'm excited about this. I'm willing to like make this a social cause within sure. the wellness community. Like it doesn't need to be a wider thing because most people don't say that stupid ass shit, but like let's calling all spiritual wellness friends, <laughs> let's make it known. We'll make an infographic about it. Yeah. Before we let you go, Liz, where can listeners connect with you or are you taking bookings for your angel readings? Where should people find you? What do they need to know? Yeah. So, um, like I said, with the angel readings, I think there's some, like, I'm like nervous about like, like really putting myself out there, but, um, yeah, I mean, if someone's interested, like I'm totally like down, I'm on Instagram right now. That's the only social media platform I'm really on. Um, it's at lizard loves you. Um, but that may be changing soon to at Eliza Witch. We're, mm. we're um, but yeah, no, um, things are growing, things are coming. Um, yeah, just, I think I just like need to sit down and believe in myself and really like make my ideas come to fruition. But yeah, we believe in you, Liz. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being along for the ride of this convo. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was great. I'm glad we did that. Me too. It was eye-opening for sure. And I think, I mean, now that we're doing this thing where we like really think up, think about the topics beforehand, I thought this was a really good reflection for me, both prior to the call and on the call. I feel like this is, yeah, this is the first time where we've been like, actually, we're done with it. We're not even just grappling with this concept. We're, we're cutting it out. We're starting a movement. And I'm yeah. excited about that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like fully. Yeah. Hands are clean. Wipe clean of this. Bleaching the surfaces. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. That felt, it felt good. And um, thank you so much for being so like willing to be vocal and vulnerable and like just to do this love you taylor i love you all right everyone leave us a five-star review you have <laughs> no choice <laughs> just, i'm just coming in like everybody leave us a five-star review you know the drill um if you want to contact us yeah you can find us on instagram at vibes revealed on twitter at vibes revealed and you can email us vibes revealed podcast at gmail.com yeah 
Taylor cleaned out our inbox, so it's really fancy in there now. So, you know, <laughs> more props to her productivity this week. It's really been supportive for me. So thank you I'm for that, glad. Taylor. You're welcome. I hope that I can keep it up. And I'm trying to I'm trying to build some more like uh what's that called? Like sustainability in mm. the way that I use my energy. So mm-hmm. oh I wow, I love what you just said. And Thank I think you. I'm gonna write that down. I would like to build more sustainability in the way that I use my energy too. Yeah, I wanna stop thinking of it as like being productive. Like I don't yes. I I want to just like sustainably use my energy and like wow. not be productive because I'm just not, yes. I'm like not a productive person. So I'm trying to, I'm working through it. I feel like I'm just, I'm along for the journey. So I'm going to ride your coattails. Thank you. Well, all right. we love I you love, all. Yeah. I truly love everyone <laughs> who listens. I love you, Jay. I'm so glad we get to do this. We only have one more episode of our of our first season okay yeah the end of season's coming up next week everybody so then we're gonna send us any questions you have send us any anything that you thought about serving you or any ways that you want to like get the word about about the new movement which is to squash this phrase in the butt but yes other than that we love you all thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon yes love you bye bye